0: today is tuesday the first of august 2023 and this is a daily inc update well life is a beach for president joe biden right now especially when the best friend of his son hunter biden is in washington dc to testify about the biden family business Joe Biden has decided to not return to Washington, D.C. or the White House following a vacation over the weekend at Rehoboth Beach in Delaware. Biden and First Lady Jill will now be remaining at the beach all this week. Meanwhile, Devin Archer did in fact show up to the House Oversight Committee on Monday morning. The transcribed meeting was held behind closed doors rather than in front of television cameras. Archer is going to be questioned on how much Joe Biden played a part in Hunter Biden's business deals with foreign entities. Just before Archer was going to show up to this House committee, the U.S. Department of Justice decided to send a letter to a New York judge and suggest that Archer be immediately imprisoned for a case that he's legally embroiled in that is separate from the Biden family business. Attorneys for Archer argued that he was still in the process of appealing that case. Republicans in the U.S. House called this last-minute move by the DOJ nothing short of obstruction of justice and witness intimidation. Florida Congressman Matt Gates took to Twitter with a fiery post about how immediate emergency hearings should be held within the House if the DOJ letter resulted in Archer actually not showing up. The DOJ has since backed down on its request to the judge, saying that Archer should testify to Congress first. And when it comes to the actual testimony delivered by Archer, the New York Post's Miranda Devine has been a longstanding reliable source on all things related to Hunter and Joe Biden. Devine is now posting on social media that Archer told the Oversight Committee that Biden had been placed on speakerphone over 20 times during business meetings that Hunter had with foreign entities and that this move was part of the branding that the Bidens had created to show those in China, France, Russia and Ukraine that Joe would be part of the deal. Archer also confirmed that Ukrainian energy company Burisma would have gone under financially if not for the intervention of Joe Biden in getting a Ukrainian investigator, Viktor Shokin, fired from his job before he followed all the corruption leads to that company. Democrat Congressman Dan Goldman of New York spoke to reporters outside of the Capitol building. He's part of the House oversight meeting. and He was there when Archer spoke. Goldman offered his own interpretation of how Joe Biden was part of all of these Hunter Biden business deals without knowing it. It was clear that it was part of the daily conversations that Hunter Biden had with his father Um, and it was and and sounds like most of the time uh, now President Biden didn't even know who the people he was at dinner. He was just asked to say hello. Uh, and he would, you know, talk about the, the way he described it several times. They asked over and over and over. He described what the weather was, how uh, how what's going on on your end. He the, the witness was very, very consistent that none of those conversations ever had to do with any business dealings or transactions. They were purely what he called casual conversation. Speckland Forensics has completed its analysis of the 2020 election in the state of Michigan and in particular parts of Wayne County, where the city of Detroit is located. The criminal forensic group is considered to have national expertise, and they're now reporting that they found chronic and systemic voter fraud, especially in the area of absentee ballots. Speckland Forensics found the rate of illegal ballots to be from 12 to 20 percent and even called into question the authenticity of these ballots based on the type of paper that was used. The report also suggested that if the rate of absentee ballots without legitimate documentation was expanded for all of Wayne County, that there would be over 13,000 absentee ballots with no proper request from the voter or verification. Early on, media outlet Gateway Pundit did several expose reports on the boxes of ballots that were brought into the precinct in Detroit in an unmarked van at around 3.30 a.m. the night that poll workers paused their counting. Joe Biden then pulled ahead in the vote totals against Donald Trump for that county. A New York judge has denied a request from Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg when it comes to the case against Donald Trump. Judge Juan Merchant refused Bragg's request to obtain the emails of former First Lady Melania Trump. The judge found that Bragg's subpoena of those emails was overly broad, and the same judge blocked other attempts by Bragg to gain access to the emails belonging to other White House staffers during the Trump administration. A university in Illinois will be paying out $80,000 to a Christian student that the school administration tried to silence. The Alliance Defending Freedom represented Maggie DeYoung in a lawsuit against the Southern Illinois University, Edwardsville. DeYoung says she was censored for her conservative and pro-life views on social media after a few students complained to professors. The settlement not only pays out money to DeYoung, but it also requires three of those professors who engaged in sending no-contact orders to DeYoung to attend free speech. Speech training. The Alliance for Defending Freedoms as a student is protected by the First Amendment to respectfully share their personal beliefs and that the university was wrong to issue gag orders against a young. These national story updates have been brought to you by Open Inc., a website that is a repository of documents for those who like deep digging, critical thinking, and true journalism where the facts speak for themselves. Up next, a preview of what is coming and what is already housed on the Open Inc. website. One of the earlier national stories was about the thousands of irregularities that were tracked within the 2020 election in Detroit by the forensic group known as Speckland Forensics. That group found that the area of absentee ballots was especially problematic. Well, currently on the opening website, there are documents related to Detroit, their absentee ballot system, and the company that they used within that system, Conic. They used CONIC for years in Detroit. Perhaps that name is ringing a bell. That is a Michigan-based company that provides election software for poll workers called poll Chief. Connick also made national headlines more recently in 2022 when the CEO, Eugene Yu, was arrested and charged for stealing data from the Los Angeles County poll workers. The criminal complaint that was filed by the L.A. District Attorney against Connick also revealed that Chinese contractors were being used within that company and they were given what was described as super administrative power to get into the back end of that software. True the Vote and Kaniki One News took this investigation further and released reports that Connick and Eugene Yu were sending American poll worker data and personal information to China-based Servers. It also turned out that CEO Eugene Yu had years of extensive history working with the premier Chinese telecommunications company that ran elections for the Chinese Communist government, which amazingly always resulted in Xi Jinping remaining as president of the Chinese Communist government. If you go to OpenInc.com and hit the document button at the upper right-hand corner of the main page, then type into the search bar the words Detroit application, you can read all about how Connick was gaining access to Detroit's absentee voting system, and in particular, the UOCAVA votes, which is the system by which Americans who are living overseas, including U.S. military, are able to send their votes back to the U.S. and participate in elections. Also available on the opening website is further documentation of the legal fight that True the Vote had with Conic once that company was revealed to have connections to the country of China. And you can also find out more documentation of True the Vote's efforts in the state of Georgia related to the 2020 election, the special Senate election, and the 2022 elections. In particular, you can see documentation of how Brian Kemp brought the company Connick into his own state for elections back in 2015 when Kemp was the Secretary of State for Georgia before he then went on to become the governor. Thanks for listening to this Daily Inc. update. I'm gonna go